Yo, a homie is baked with a cape on, super baked. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. We Halloweening, trick or treat, podcasting, and D boys game pre gaming, homies. Episode number one hundred forty three, the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Hit 'em with that theme music. So I gotta walk, got the chalk, got the draw Outlines for these ladies, I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots of days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, I'll be wet for all that dry hate Looking my way, while your eyes say You and I may get off like a right lane But I might strain, pull up lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for the acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for the acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. Hello, miss, like, what's your name? Such a shame, you don't drink, who's to blame? Cause I'm fine like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA meeting on a payday. We can make it rain even on a sunny day. What you say? You and I could run away. Meet up when you drop that molly. Off. Love that chick of Molotov while she's on the side Hating faded lane on the pavement Wasting all of my patience Come on, you gotta go Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I beg, but I ask now Come on and get up All the bands with my hands out You gotta get up Just that gotta make down Motherfucker, get up Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I beg, but I ask now Come on and get up All the bands with my hands out You gotta get up Just that gotta make down Why don't you get up Yo, 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 what the fuck is going on? It's Halloween, homies. It's Halloween. I got the games on right now. I got the Chargers and Patriots on. I'm baked like ZD. I'm I'm fucking chilling over here. We got a couple hours before um, the Dallas Cowboys play on Sunday night football, playing the uh, Vikings. Doesn't look like Dak's going to be playing tonight. So we chalking up the uh, asterisk L. It's okay. We still three games up on the division. We ain't chilling. Uh, Dak probably won't even play next week. So we good right there. But um, we trick-or-treating. We got a moment alone to do the podcast. I know it's been a minute since I hollered at the homies. Uh, the little kids, the, the little young whippersnappers uh, went to the uh, in-laws pad for a little dinner, a little brunch, a little, little some bullshit, this, bullshit of that. Um... So we hopped on the cast, and and here we are, um, a couple out, a couple hours after a, a, another dope UFC card. Uh, UFC two sixty seven went off went off without a hitch. We'll recap that shit. Um, fucking Glover Teixeira did it again, man. Glover Teixeira did it again. Um, we'll get into you know the NBA. Hopefully, I don't know, man. We're just gonna we're gonna go willy nilly like we always do. There's no uh, there's no notes. This, these are all freestyle episodes. If you you new to the Whiskey Sick Podcast, uh, uh, shame the fuck on you. We've been rocking since 2017, and we never have a script. There's no editing. You get you get one take wonders right here. One take gems all the way through. The only time this shit stops is to save that bitch. Because we've lost, I don't know how many countless hours of WSP fucking gold over the years. Uh, for me, not saving some shit and then losing like 30 minute rants so it's usually when i get super baked like i am right now baked with the cape on homies um so kind of a soft ass week of nfl games right now soft ass motherfucking week so was so was last week 
Last couple of weeks have been some, some soft-ass matches, just like the UFC fights uh, uh, cards lately have been, except for last week. Finally, when we had we went through a string of some whack-ass motherfuckers. We had uh, Norma Dumont versus uh, Aspen Ladd as a main event. The fuck? The fuck? The fuck was that? Uh, then we had Vittori versus Costa, which was okay. Um, the, the fight was actually good. The cards were okay, but, you know, finally we got back on, on, on the fucking, onto the dope shit with USC 267, uh, last night, or yesterday morning, rather. Though I was at, I had to go do, you know, the family shit on a Saturday morning, so I was out and about. I was at the fucking local farmer's market and shit, looking at, uh, ostrich eggs, uh, gator jerky and shit like that. You know, uh, vegan cauliflower as opposed to non-vegan cauliflower. Um, radishes, goat pebbles. I it was it was all sorts of shit. I go there every Saturday. The uh, we from Poway. We from the same uh, the same town as Blink One Eighty Two. Poway, motherfuckers. Saturday. You want to run into your boy Moody Hank? You want to run into Seth Gecko? You want me to sign sign some titties? Yeah, you want me to sign some backsides, male, female, it don't fucking matter. We get in that ass no matter what. Bring your motherfucking ass over to the, uh, to the farmer's market in Poway on Saturday mornings. You'll see your boy Moody Hank, I guarantee you, I'd be in these motherfucking streets. I'm just talk about this shit, homies. I'll be in the Thunderdome and I'll be in the streets. If I ain't there, I'm in the other motherfuckers. But I was watching the fights while, you know, I had them on, you know, I kind of really like this ESPN. Well, I'm not paying for it. I use somebody else's account. Um, but I would pay $7.99. I'd pay 10 bucks a month for ESPN Plus just, just to get the UFC fights and to get Dana White's Contender Series. Y'all motherfuckers ain't watching that shit. Those are actually some crispy little fights. Like every Tuesday, they just have like five, you know, up-and-comers trying to get contracts for the UFC. I watch that shit all the time. This dude that fought yesterday, Durayev. He was he fought a couple weeks ago on the um, the new season of the Ultimate Fighter. Just like three weeks later, he he gets his first shot, dominated too. Actually, it was a close fight. It ended up being a close fight in the end. Uh, but the picks, I know I didn't put the picks on wax on the cast, but I always leave y'all links. If you if you're not subscribed to the either the the word uh, the WordPress or or the my Substack, get on that shit. I break down the fights. I write you know fucking five thousand words about these motherfuckers. Um, I put all the picks on wax. I went 11 and 3 yesterday on the picks, um, but I lost the main event. I had, I had, um, shit, we just can get in the fight talk then. That's where I'm going. Um, I had uh, Jan Blakowicz. I, I thought, you know, this fool, Glover Teixeira, man, every fucking fight, every fucking fight, this guy's walking on hot coals and shit. This dude's like a fucking Jenga tower leaning. A fucking, you never know which, which, uh, miss punch is gonna fucking send him toppling over, you know? He, he, he's fucking rolling around the fucking cage on, on those Heelys. Cruising on some Heelys. Every fucking time. And that Tiago Santos fight, he, this, this motherfucker was Macarena fucking doing the Dougie. He was out on his feet like four fucking times in that fight. The fight before that, you know, Jan Kutalaba had this motherfucker, uh, uh looking like a little... Little fucking hula dancer hood ornament or some shit in the middle of the fuck. Every fucking time. He's one punch away from being knocked the fuck out. And so I just, you know, this dude, Jan's been knocking people out. I know he didn't knock out uh, Adesanya, but he's a far better striker than, than, than uh, Teixeira is now. And I just, you know, 
thought he'd have to go through some fucking some fucking bombs. I thought he'd be rocked and just he just wouldn't be able to recover. But it wasn't the case. I mean, it, the person who got hurt was Jan Blakovich. He got hurt on the feet in the second round, and that's what led him being taken down. He got taken down in the second round and straight quit. My motherfucker looked like a, a, a life alert commercial, just it, you know, pressing the button around his neck and shit. Help me, I fall and I can't get this motherfucker was a victim as soon as he hit the motherfucking ground. Crime scene chalk outline. A fucking CPR dummy on the motherfucking ground. Well fuck this guy. He looked like a fucking mime trapped in a box. Fuck he was Jan was doing out there. Backing up into the cage, looking scared, just terrified of the takedown. Got taken down in the first round and held down for almost like the entire round. So I knew I was fucked on that. But, hey, I love Glover. I'm glad that motherfucker won. Him and uh, Brandon Moreno. Those have been the two, like, dope, like, upset victories lately to be champs. I mean, this dude's 42 years old. He fought for the title his first and only time almost 10 years ago in 2012 against John Jones. Remember that fight? He got thrown, He got put up against the cage early in the clinch. And Jan used a... a, a, a John Jones used a, a fucking shoulder wrench. Like something you would see from the guard on really good jiu-jitsu guys. That, you know, uh, Frank Mir did it one time in one of his early fights. Uh, I think somebody else did one too. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. But it's a nasty little shoulder lock from the guard. You can, you can fuck somebody's shoulders up. And it did. Um, Bones Jones had him in this, this nasty little shoulder lock and, and fucking tore uh, Glover's labrum in the first round of that fight so he, he was compromised from the beginning and that was uh, 10 years younger glover in his prime he still had his moments he landed some big shots but he was definitely not the same It was kind of like when uh may uh, when pac pac-man fought uh mayweather he had the same injury and they wouldn't give him that shot before uh i got massive uh shoulder uh problems in both shoulders but especially in my left and like this last week and so it, it like flares up sometimes i can't fucking move it uh, it, it's it's pretty bad. So when you don't have your shoulder, man, it's it's a, it's a, it's bad news bears. But it took Glover ten years to get back last night. He finally gets back. I think he went like ten and four over over that ten year span. Uh, span. Um, had some bumps in the road, and he finally wins the, the fight. Now listen, he fights Yuri uh, Prohashka, the wild ass motherfucking Viking next. And and we're in the same boat. It's it's the hardest thing to do is to pick a Glover to share a fight because. This dude, nobody moves like uh, like Yuri. This dude throws bombs. If he hits Glover one fucking time, it's over for Glover. But at the same time, he don't got the takedown defense. So if Glover can just get a hold of him and drag him to the ground, it's a wrap. And you got about a 50-50 pro uh, uh, probability for each scenario. Glover getting knocked out super early or getting Yuri to the ground super early and finishing him in the first round with another rear naked choke or arm triangle. This 50-50 toss-up, just like I think yesterday was. But he, he's the fucking champ, man. It's, it's good that he's a champ. I like, I like Yuri Prohoshka. This dude is a wild motherfucker. He actually weighed in yesterday because he was the uh, alternate. If one of them couldn't make the fight. So, I mean, he was in championship. You know, he's already in that mode. So, you know he's getting the fight next. So... It's going to be a crazy fight, man. I, I, I don't mind seeing either one win. I'd like to see t uh, Glover, you know, defend his belt, you know, at least once. But at the same time, I fucking, this dude, Yuri, is like the, I, the truth, man. This dude's good. So we'll see what happens there. Jan versus Sanhagen was fucking wild. I had, I had Peter Jan. I picked Jan. I had him winning that 4-1. to one. 
at most you could have said, <clears throat> listen, the second round was close. You could have given that to anybody. Um, Sanhagen was the more uh, busy fighter early in the fight, in the first two rounds especially. Uh, but, you know, in the first round, it was clearly Sanhagen. He came out, he was pushing the pace, volume, landing a lot of shots, going to the body well. Jan, Jan does this thing, man. You got to watch this dude, Jan, fight. He covers up. He doesn't really slip a lot of punches. He'll do some slips and counters. You know, uh, he'll, he'll get into that. But mostly, he just covers up right in front of you and doesn't even move. He's like stationary in front of you uh, with his hand guard up. And he's timing you. He's, he's feeling your shots on his arms. And he's timing those shots. And, and it's every first round, because he's like the most notorious slow starter. It's like crazy. Second round, third round, Peter Yan is way different than first round, Peter Yan. Even in the Sterling fight, you're like, oh shit, he's, he might get wiped out of here. And then the next thing you know, he's just baby boying the motherfucker. He's timing those shots on his arms. He's feeling them, feeling them, feeling them, no, and then fucking countering off of them. In the second round, I thought he was landing the big, big counters. I thought his punches were doing more damage, so I gave him a slight edge. But if you told me Sanhagen went up 2 0, no, no problems there. But it was a clear three round sweep in the last three. It got to the point in the fourth round where you're like, oh, he might put Sanhagen away. It might be the, you know, but Sanhagen dug deep. Third round, I mean, the last round, it, you know, Sanhagen was basically on, on, the, on the retreat the entire round just trying to get out of there with, with, with all his faculties. But, I mean, he was learning, you know, he was still throwing his flying knees to the end. He was throwing, you know, the, the fucking, what changed the whole fight was the spinning back fist. Jan was landing the spinning back fist and then following it with a straight left. It's like a one-two spinning back fist cross. It's nuts. He did it twice, and he landed it both times. The first time he landed it, he landed it flush. He landed the back fist, and then the straight down the pipe right behind it sat him on his butt. More not being really rock, but more like uh, just surprised, off-balance, knocked down. But still, cl clubbed him with it, and he landed it multiple times, hit him with a hit Sanhagen with a spinning wheel kick in the last round. I mean, he, w he was fucking on fire in those last three rounds. Um... It was crazy. Uh, Peter Yan, uh, you know, there's, I'm going to tell you right now. Sterling will never fight Peter Yan again. Technically, he has the other belt, the undisputed belt. The undisputed belt is Peter Yan's. But technically, he has an interim belt now. Uh, that fight will never happen. Just like everybody predicted, including Peter Yan himself, when they announced that he was fighting, he was getting the immediate rematch against Sterling. He said, this guy will drop the fight. And sure enough, he did, and that's how Sanhagen got it. Um, and I'm, I'm saying it again. I don't think he'll ever fight and, and for that title. I don't think he'll defend that title. Not against Peter Yan, at least. I think he'll, you know, he'll stretch out this you know, um, injury for a while. Might even drop another, you know, sign up for another one and drop another one. He's going to get stripped. He'll get stripped of the title so that he can always say he never lost the title. You know what I mean? But he doesn't want to fight Yan. He doesn't want to fight Peter Yan again. And I'd be I'd be shocked if he ever stepped into the cage against if, if he defends his belt that belt that bullshit crackerjack prize that he wear that he calls a belt from that that fucking bullshit he pulled against Jan in the first time. Nah, I don't think I don't think that happens. You know, so it, I think it would be you know T J Dillashaw if he gets healthy enough. I think that's the the, the next fight for Peter Jan. I got Peter Jan winning. I don't know who beats him. Suhudo's talking about coming back and fighting Volkanovski. I get it. He wants to try to be the three, you know, three division champ for the first time ever. I get that, but if he wants to prove himself, come down and fight Peter Yan. Fight Peter Yan at 135. Do that shit. So I think one of those two fights should be next. 
Uh, sick fucking fight. What else did we have on that? We had Makashev. Is Islam Makashev? He he's 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 the next dude. I mean, he's the next. He's not. He is and he isn't Khabib. He's as dominant. He can be as dominant as Khabib, but he's not Khabib's level. There's he Khabib's even a notch above. Uh, Makashev, because Makashev doesn't have the ground and pound. He doesn't have that scary ground and pound. I would, I would not, I would not flinch at fighting Makashev. He's gonna take you down. He's gonna outposition you. He's gonna latch onto your neck and he's gonna choke you. And if you're, if you ain't a bitch, you go to sleep. If you are, you tap out. You call it a day. If if Khabib gets you to the ground, he's gonna Donkey Kong punch the fuck out of you with elbows and shit, mangle you, batter you, abuse you. Then he's gonna might might think about choking you. He might try to break your arm first, and then think, "Oh no, your family's in the fucking crowd, so I'll just choke you." Because he's a nice guy like that, like he did against Gaethje. They're both gonna end in you being choked out, but one has punishment ahead of the, ahead of it. And 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 Khabib's a far better. He's always been a, 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 a underrated striker. I think his boxing is real underrated. He's got a nasty right hand. He sat you know McGregor down with it. Makashev doesn't really have that. He has heavy, heavy leg. He has heavy kicks. He's a southpaw. Heavy power uh, strikes, like a heavy round kick, heavy, heavy cross. But that's about it. He's not. You know, he, you saw him go in. He, as soon as he got uh, Dan Hooker to the ground, it was a Rizzy. It was a wrap. I mean, he followed a, a straight left down to the pipe with a perfect level change, and that was it. As soon as he got him to the ground, it was over. Got him in a, in a Kimura. That's my that. My shoulders are so destroyed that that hurt me. That 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 fucking. I, it, it's crazy that the, uh, that Kimuras aren't finished more often. You know, it's it's more like of a strength technique. So when you get a guy like Makashev, he can really wrench that fucking arm. And it depends also on your shoulder strength and flexibility. Um, but I think that would have tapped anybody. I mean, homie Hooker's using the fucking bidet today. He, he he's Amazon Prime, same day delivery. He ain't wiping with that. That was his right arm, I believe. He ain't wiping. He he's either wiping Southpaw for the next six months. Or he's he's bidet. He's he he's splashing water up in that booty hole, because uh, he ain't wiping with that motherfucker. That's for sure. Um, that was a nasty Kimura. That was in like the opening two and a half minutes. And you had uh, this dude comes out Chimaev. So it's like this. It's like this. Ch- Chimaev is. Oh, oh, so and and we had Ant Kalaev. I'm getting all these dudes. They had you had all the killers on this card. I forgot. So it's like this. Um, Kamzat Chimaev is the bigger Khabib. He's a better, uh, um, like, comparison to Khabib. When you're talking about, like, dominance and just being a scary motherfucker, Kamzat is a bigger Khabib, and Ankalaev is a bigger Kamzat Chimaev. Magomed Ankalaev, who fought uh, Uzdemir yesterday. And this dude, Ankalaev, has better striking than both. I think Ankalaev could win the fucking uh, light heavyweight title tomorrow against Yuri or Glover. And I think Kamzat could win. I think he could beat Adesanya, and I think he could beat Usman. I think he might be the only dude that can beat Usman now, and I think he can beat Adesanya. For sure, no, he can beat Adesanya. His ground game is that crazy. I mean, this dude picked the armpit, a.k.a. the male Mona Lisa, Li Jingliang, WSP favorite over the years. Ugly motherfucker. There ain't nothing pretty about Li Jingliang. But he knocks motherfuckers out. He looks like a motherfucking armpit. The male Mona Lisa. 
but that's his game. Ugly. He makes shit ugly. Don't let it fool you. This dude is legit. He got he got baby Boyd. He got Wayne Brady. Give me your sandwich, Dave. Comzot came out there, picked this motherfucker up, walked him across the cage in front of Dana, and started having a having a fucking conversation with him. Then threw him on the ground, sunk a hook in, and just went to you know uh, uh, berating Dana White. And he's just trying to watch. He's like, homie, I'm just. I'm just sipping this fucking basil martini trying to watch this motherfucker. And you're over here, this Tabasco martini. And you're over here fucking fucking up my high, homie. I'm just trying to watch this shit. Just beat this motherfucker's ass. Leave me the fuck out of this shit. He's having conversations. He chokes this dude, Lee Jing Liang, out with, 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 quicker than your fucking pop tart pop burn. Quicker than your pop tart burn in the motherfucking toaster, he tapped this motherfucker. And this dude, An- Ankalaev, came out. Light heavyweight. These, these, these dudes, so, so Kamzat, I'm pretty sure he's Dagestani, but he, he trains in, in, Switzer, in Sweden? Switzerland. Wherever the fuck Gus, uh, Gus is from. Um, what am I dropping on his name? Motherfucker was first to beat Bones Jones. You know who I'm talking about. Gus. Gus Gus. Not the dude from Breaking Bad. The other Gus. Light heavyweight Gus. Um... Fuck was I going with? Well, that's my fucking train of thought. This is Uncle Live. Hold on. So a second ago, I told you I never stopped the cast. I just keep. I had to stop the cast right there. I had to go back to get my train of thought. I'm fucking losing it again. Now, yeah, Kamzat. Fuck, man. I'm blazed, homie. Kamzat Chimaev. He trains in like Sweden or some shit like that. But I'm pretty sure he's Dagestani. But my point was gonna be is that these Dagestani dudes, these dudes with the uh, last names that end in L O V. A E V, um, A uh, O V. All you know what I'm talking about? These Lavs and Ievs and shit like that. Uh, Margamedovs. All these motherfuckers are gonna own all the belts soon. Once there's a heavyweight one, they're gonna own all of them. They're gonna have the light heavyweight belt, the middleweight, welterweight belts are gonna be owned by the same dude. You're gonna have Makashev, E V right there. It, 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 these dudes are gonna own this shit. They, they. You gotta be able to stay on your feet against him. Your only chance is against him. But not even with Uncle Live. This dude will box your motherfucking ears in. He 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 fucking fucked up Uzdemir. Uzdemir's a good striker, homies. He fucked him up on the feet. He didn't even need the ground game. He's a fucking master on the ground. His only loss was the Craig uh Paul Craig, and he got caught in a triangle with literally one second left. I don't know how Uncle Live beat the dog shit out of Paul Craig for 14 minutes and 57 seconds. And then got tapped at the last second. And it was it was weird. He tapped like right away, but Paul Craig won, and that's his like only loss, I think. And then he went. He's won like his last seven UFC fights or some shit like that. These fools are taking over. This dude Chimaev, this dude Uncle I've been talking about all these dudes. I was the first one to get on the cast before his first fight and tell you about Chimaev. I was the first one swinging on those nuts. Never forget that. Where you heard. Ankalaev too. Magomed Ankalaev. Kamzat Chimaev. All these motherfuckers. Now this dude, Makashev. Look, I think of all of them, I think Makashev is the most beatable. If there's ever a time where he can't get the fight to the mat, I think he's in trouble. I think there's plenty of good strikers at 170. I think a guy like Poirier is a, a, a bad, bad matchup for him. 
Um, I think Poirier, if he would have let his hands go more and wouldn't have been so, like, like everybody who fought Khabib, was so afraid of being taken down and really let his hands go in that fight, it would have been a lot different fight. I think that, you know, would probably be true for a lot of fighters but who fought uh, him, but still. So that was dope. You had Verna, uh, Janji Droba uh, versus uh, Hebos. Hebos won on her feet, which was crazy after she got dropped in the first round. But those were like two of the great grapplers, in, in, you know, in in the UFC women's division. So um, pretty solid card overall. We got back to back like pay per view type uh, UFCs, like numbered UFCs. So like big cards. Man, I was thinking like <clears throat> back in the day, dude. Uh, they used to only have papered UFCs. You know, till like UFC to I'm mean, actually in the mid like 100s. I think they started getting like fight nights and stuff when they went to Spike. Once the Ultimate Fighter came, they started adding more events. But it was like 12 pay per views. I guess it was like WWE how they had like 12 pay per views a year, like their calendar year. That was the UFC. They only had 12 shows a year. You had like one show a month. You know, at best it, that that was like the best. You had one a month, so that was always a big fucking deal. You know, when when Chuck would be fighting Tito and you know. Randy and all you know all these motherfuckers back in the day um they were all numbered events so now you have like four five six seven you know other events in between the numbered UFC events so it's crazy so we got back to back uh that usually they're the pay-per-views the the numbered ones are the pay-per-views they're the bigger you know cards the bigger names and shit like that um but um man they haven't rolled this shit over get this shit let's let's check out the card so we got we got the rematch in the making ufc 268 covington versus usman two fucking fucking nucking futs nucking futs right here dude um let's pull up the card if you haven't seen the first one fuck why are you even listening to the show um absolute war i went back and watched it a couple days ago and uh fucking Fucking Lions are terrible. 44 to 6 to the fucking Eagles. I got halftime highlights on right now. This is some fucking garbage shit. Um, but I went back and watched that first Usman fight and Kobe Covington fight. And it was nip tuck all the way until about a minute 45 left in the last round. That was when Usman took over and just started battering the shit out of uh, Kobe and dropped him a couple times. And that was the end. He just couldn't take anymore. It was a lot like when Rory McDonald just couldn't take anymore with Robbie Lawler in that fifth round. And he got hit in that nose one too many times and went down. He was just getting sparked with everything. That's exactly how it was with Kobe. Well, I mean, but they were 2-2. I mean, it, that, that, that fight was 2-2. I could maybe see it if you had, you know, 3-1 going into that last round with, with Usman. But he was de- it, it's crazy because Kobe was all volume, all pace. And, and, you know, first Usman started picking up the pace as the fight went on. But at first it was just all power versus pace. And Usman's strikes just do so much more damage than other people. That's why I said his, 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 he just hits different. U- Carl, Kamaru Usman just hits different. When you get touched by him, he's not the smooth, you know, uh, pretty-looking striker. He looks stiff. He looks, you know, square. He looks standing tall, kind of. He, he looks, he doesn't look like a great striker. But his hands are so straight. He uses his reach really well. He doesn't even react to strikes very well at times. Sometimes he does, but other times he's just, he's very, very hittable. In that first fight, what I noticed about Kamaru Usman is he likes to switch stances too. But he's mostly power hands when he switches southpaw. But he was getting eaten alive when he, every time he, he switched southpaw, Kobe's a southpaw. So when they were same stance, Kobe was just rocking 
rocking Usman over his lead shoulder with overhand lefts and left hand and, and left cross hooks, you know, crosses and hooks all night. Every every time Usman switched southpaw. So if I was in Usman's corner, I'd be scratching out southpaw. I'm never one to say never use another stance. I'm, I use stances, different stances. I'm I'm natural from both motherfuckers. Um, and I, I love the different looks, and, and it just adds two times the, the, the fucking dynamics to your striking. But it was such a hindrance to Kamaru Usman in that first fight. I mean, it, w- it was a liability. He needed to take out insurance on that motherfucker, get insurance policy on that southpaw stance. He was getting blicked up willy in that southpaw stance. Um, but his right hand and his jab, but especially his right hand, started taking that fucking fight over. And it's so straight, and it's so down the pipe. Uh, you know, a hand guard, it'll just split right through there. Even when you think, and that's the thing, when you cover up like that, is you're expecting, you're not really expecting to get hit when you cover, when you shell up like that. So when you do, it catches you off balance. When it splits your guard and you get hit through your guard, you're not ready for it. And, and, and those ones put you down, like, uh, you know, surprise knockdowns, you know. Um, but he started battering uh, Kobe in that third round. He, that's the round that he broke Kobe's jaw, left hand. And then the jab, he, you know, especially against... Um, Masvidal the second time the jab was just eating Masvidal alive. I mean he just he just he put on a masterclass. I mean he looks smoother, but he just doesn't he just could pump the jab. It's very vanilla with Kamaro. And Kamaro Usman is a very good body striker. And what he is good at from the Southpaw stance is that left hand straight down the pipe. Because when you go Southpaw, the liver shot is now a power hand. When you're orthodox it's it's your lead hand. And, you know, it's a shovel punch, but you're much more vulnerable throwing it as a lead hand than you are in the southpaw stance, um, throwing it as a straight to the body or like a hook even from the from there. He throws it as a straight. Kamaro throws it as a straight left down the pipe to the body. But even from the orthodox stance, he attacks with straights to the body. Very underrated shit to attack, attack with straights to the body like that. Um, but Usman's really good. He, started, he, he hurt Colby in those early rounds multiple times working to the body. Colby's a very in shape. This motherfucker, he's 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 one of the best conditioned athletes in the world. So when you can hurt this dude to the fucking body, as much as I hate to say that about this dude, Colby, I've grown to like him more over the years because I respect him so fucking much as a fighter. I love to talk shit about. He was the douchebag of the universe, reigning defending champion on the WSP for years, uh, and he had to pry it from Luke Rock Rockhold's cold dead fucking fingers. To get it from Luke Rockhold. So you know he had to put in work to get that douchebag of the universe. Uh, a title that he had held on for years. He was the Bones Jones of that shit. Um, but, you know, I came to that that Usman fight really show. I was like, dude, I can't deny it anymore. This dude's fucking good. Striking isn't great, but he, he can outpace anybody. He can outwork you. He can never get give you a chance to get your shots off. So even if you have more power, even if what his hands are... are, are Sneaky quick, sneaky fast punches, and he just he doesn't stop throwing. If he takes you down, it's it's a it's it's a mercy. This I don't think this is gonna go to the ground. I, if I was Colby, I don't know if he can strike because he hasn't fought since he fought Tyron Woodley over a year ago. Usman's been like every three months he's been fighting since then. And he's gotten better every fucking time. So if the game plan for Kobe is to just stand there for another 25 minutes, I, I just don't see it changing. It, it, you've got to, I know it's, I think Kamaru Usman's a better wrestler. I think the only better wrestler than Kamaru Usman is Kamzat Chemaev. 
And that's the only reason I think he, I think he puts Kamaru Usman on his back. I think it's crazy. His takedowns are so crazy. If, if, some, if for some reason Kamzat couldn't get Usman down, Usman will piece him up. Usman will piece him up eventually on the feet. But I think Kamzat, I think even in middleweight, I think Usman's uh, Kamzat's only real test. Even, even amongst all the middleweight people. Uh, but Kobe, I know it's a tough, but you got to try to mix in the clinch. You got to try to mix in the wrestling. You got to try to do something different. Because I don't think, you know, standing and, and, and boxing, kickboxing with, Kobe's got sneaky good kicks too. You know, again, he's a southpaw, that left leg. He, he throws it high, he throws it often, and he sneaks it in there. It's quick, he's not like that snapping, you know, real power tie type of kick. It's more like, you know, just like a, a regular white boy kick. You know what I mean? It's like no hips turning over, but just like a, a almost like a soccer kick almost. Um, but he gets it up there fast, man, and, and, and no tell, and he, and he throws it up there. He's got weapons, man. I think, you know, other than Kamzat, this is Kobe. This is, you know, Usman's toughest test is, is Kobe. You know, I just, you know, the lack of, you know, um, activity from Kobe. You know, just sitting out waiting for this fight. I, I don't ever think sitting out and waiting for something like this. Your fight life is so short. Losing a year of it, I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy to me in this sport. That's why Kamaro keeps going. Just keep going because it's easier to keep going than to stop and then try to go again. That's like life in general. And like when you're talking about health and shit, it's easier to never get out of shape than it is to get in shape. You know what I mean? It's hard. So never let go of it. it that's a lot easier. It seems like more work, but it's not. And, and that's the Kamaro Usman that I like. This motherfucker goes out there and he stays active. Because that's the best way to keep getting better and stay where you're at. You know, he's eventually going to lose. They all do. But, you know, he's going for one of the most dominant. You know, he's got a GSP. He's got some work to do. But if he beat Kobe again and then Kamzat, he's, he's the dude. He, he, I couldn't imagine. I, I can't believe. I think the go to goats. Is probably GSP if I had to say off the top. I mean, this dude was, you know, dominant. But I've always held against him, him talking about steroids and, you know, all these other athletes cheating. And then as soon as they got USADA in there, he, he fucking dipped out. Looking like he looked his whole career. You know what I mean? So I, that always kind of bothered me. But GSP is like at one, probably my favorite fighter of all time. He's in, he's in that conversation. So I think he's the most dominant, you know, nobody could beat that motherfucker. You know, I know he the, the greatest upset of all time, Matt Sarah caught him with some shit. That happens. You heard you heard Tyson Fury. You play with you play with water, you're gonna get wet. You play in the rain, you're gonna get wet. You play this fight game, you're gonna lose. You play this fight game, you're gonna get knocked down, knocked out, submitted. That's gonna happen. Um, losing having a loss or two or three on your record to me doesn't have anything to do with being the GOAT. That has the least to do with it. You having being undefeated is the least amount of, of that. Your competition, you know, uh, uh, who you fought, you know. And, and if you look at the resumes, if, if, if this dude, Usman, put these two scalps again, you know, again puts Kobe on it and then again and then, and then beats Kamzat, uh, it, it, fuck, there's no better scalp than that on, on GSPs, you know. You know, uh you know, Matt Hughes back in the day, but that was towards the end of his career. Same with, with, you know, he beat a real good B.J. Penn, but B.J. Penn, compared to these guys, these dudes smoked that B.J. Penn, especially at welterweight. So, I, I, I you know, Usman's that dude. I'm going Usman. I'm going Usman. I think another decision. I, mm, 
He could get a late TKO. If he's, it's gonna be fourth, fifth round, late, late finish. If he gets it, I'm gonna say Kobe. That motherfucker's, he's tough, man. Uh, I, I'm gonna say decision. Give me Kamaru Usman, Kamaru Usman. Give me decision. Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Weili. Zhang Weili. I fucking don't know, dude. The first one I picked one, uh, Zhang Zhang Weili. Uh, Weili Zhang or whatever. Uh, I never know if they which name they say first. Uh, or or Rose Namajunas. I I picked her over Rose Namajunas the first time, and and Rose went out there and, and starts this young lady in, in like a minute. You know, caught her with this long long high kick out of nowhere. Um, we didn't really get to see much. You know, Rose came out looking like the you know person that wanted to push the pace and wanted to you know uh, keep her hands in in in. in Wei Li's face, which is smart because, you know, Wei Li needs to close the distance. You need to make it hard. She needs to get inside. And Rose Namajunas is a long fighter. And you know what? That, that length, that length over time, you know, um, she has had tough times against Andrade, especially the second time with a shorter fighter like that. In the second fight against Andrade, if that had been five rounds, Andrade would have beat Rose Namajunas. So that worries me in this fight. You know, but she got past that and knocked Wei Lee out after that because that last round against uh, Andrade in that second fight was all Andrade. She was getting inside the pocket and landing short little bombs on, on Rose Namajunas. So I always think about that fight, and I, I don't really know. I, you know, was that a lucky kick? No, it's never luck when you practice to do something and then you do it. Um, was it fortunate? Yeah. You know, she landed it perfectly with her foot and just caught her. You know, it was just it was one of those catch. It's not a fight where you're like, oh, yeah, she's way the better fighter. You know, it, was just, it just happened real quick. We don't know really who the better fighter was. But I'll go Rose Namajunas. I think that late length is going to uh, um, be a problem for uh, Jaylene Wang. Let's, let's say, a, let's say a, a finish. Let's go fourth round. Fourth round finish for Rose Namajunas. TKO. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Motherfucker, I forgot this shit was on this card. Stupid. This shit is Stupid fucking dumb these motherfuckers are fucking dumb justin gaethje michael chandler you guys are fucking stupid uh you know i'm going justin gaethje um listen michael chandler's got those short little bombs that he throws he can cover a lot of distance with that right hand he's gonna get that leg destroyed You, you you know what i mean like Go back and watch that Justin, Justin Gaethje versus Khabib fight. He won the first round. I just watched it again. He won the first round. He landed some short bombs. He just, midway through that first round, he just got terrified of the takedown and was just backing up and retreating the whole time and not sitting down on any of his strikes. He was striking and running, striking while he was running. But he was landing some nasty calf kicks in that first round. And even after the fight, Khabib said if he would have landed a couple more, it, he would have been in some serious trouble because it was really bad. And, and he came out in the second round and landed a couple. And one or two more would have changed the whole fight. That's why, uh, you know, if he could have just stayed on his feet longer, it wouldn't have just, you know, given up his back immediately when he got taken down in that second round. I just think that Justin Gaethje completely sold out on his own wrestling. Just completely didn't believe in it. And, and got baby, he got tooled. And, and I thought it would be the other way around. I thought Justin, I picked Justin Gaethje to win that fight. I thought he would be so sure about his wrestling because he's a good wrestler. That he wouldn't be so worried about it. And he would go out there and put some, you know, sit down on some punches and kicks. And so when he was started, you know, getting on that bike, I was just, ah, this isn't, you know, it. But he still did enough damage to win that first round. Because um, Khabib didn't get a takedown until late. There was like 30 seconds left in the round. But, I mean, he went straight into an arm bar and it would have been over in the first round if there was like 10 seconds left. 
Uh, Justin Gaethje, both times it went to the ground against uh, uh, Khabib. It looked like he just quit. Like, he's like, oh, fuck it. Like, he, he broke, like, mentally. It, weird. Like, he hit some kind of malfunction, some glitch or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, he lo- really looked like he, he, he ran into some kind of mental, you know, barrier in that fight that was weird, you know? Everything I thought that he wouldn't do, wouldn't be afraid, you know, he was. And it was just like everybody else. He ended up being just like everybody else. Michael Chandler, listen, he, he, he had, he survived early against uh, uh, Oliveira when he had his back taken in the opening like two minutes. That was, that was the worst possible scenario for him. He got out of that, got back to his feet, hurt Oliveira against the cage, and, and I, for some reason he just didn't finish him. I don't know why he didn't let uh, Charles Oliveira back to his feet and put him back down because it would have been over, but he held him against the cage, and eventually, you know, uh, Oliveira was, did enough to, you know, hold on to Chandler and get his wits about him, and he knocked Michael Chandler out in the second round. Early in the second round, caught, caught um, Michael Chandler, like, exiting the pocket with his chin up at the very end of a left hook that sat him down and was the beginning of the end of it. Um... I think I, ju- I think Justin Gaethje's got way more tools on the feet, m- much better polished striker. Those calf kicks you saw Michael Chandler and Bellator. I forget the dude Primus Brent Primus. He fought him twice. The first time he fought him, Michael Chandler lost his belt to him in Bellator because he got kicked in the calf. Michael Chandler got kicked in the calf and it did the rubber noodle thing that we've seen a few times, where he couldn't walk on it and it was you know the Sh- Sugar Shine O'Malley shit against uh, Marlon Chito Vera. That same shit happened to him. The same shit that happened to. Uh, Homie against Anthony Smith a couple week a couple months ago, um, uh, Jimmy Crew the same shit. His his leg went dead below the knee. It just fucking went dead and it was flopping around and he just he couldn't stand on it. And so they called the fight and he kept trying to go, but it, it was bullshit. Michael Chandler came back and revenge and, and avenged that loss, um, but that calf kick destroyed him. What do you think Justin Gaethje's gonna do? I mean, he can get him out of there in the first round if he destroys that leg enough with those hooks. I think it's going to be more than that. I think Justin Gaethje eventually gets a TKO. I'm going to go round, round, I'll say round three. I wish this was a five-round fight. This should be a five-round fight. Uh, could Michael Chandler, he plus 155 coming in there, you know, would, would you drop a dime on him? I don't know. Uh, that right hand could change everything, but Gaethje's got a hell of a fucking chin. You don't see people dominate him on the feet. Poirier was the closest thing, but he was toe-to-toe with Poirier. In that fight, he did a ton of damage. Once those leg kicks started hurting Poirier, Poirier in that third round was, uh, 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 you're like, uh-oh. That fourth round, I think, is when uh, Poirier, you know, took over with the hands and was just doing too much damage. Gaethje's kind of changed his style since then. I'm going Justin Gaethje, TKO round three. Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantino. Uh, uh, flame, flame on. This is, this is a flame broiler. This is, this is uh, you know, BK flame broiler. Get it how you want it, homies. Uh, this is a banger. I don't know who fuck up. Billy Quarantillo, if he gets this sort of fight, you know, if he if he makes this an MMA fight, wrestles, grapples, takes Sean, uh, Shane down, wears him out, grinds him against the cage, in the clinch, does everything but just keep it standing. I think he could. I think he wins the fight. If Burgos can keep it standing, you know, you saw that last fight against Edson Barbosa. Look, motherfucker, look like he he disconnected from the server. I mean, homie just went like he was like a solar robot you know during an an eclipse he just he just shut off you know just pulled the plug on the motherfucker he he fell against the cage he was fine and then one second he's standing there and then he just like out of nowhere fell over he like backpedaled and fell over fell over against the cage it was one of the weirdest knockouts you'll ever see um but he takes way too much fucking damage but he hits like a motherfucker uh so (sighs) 
Give me Shane Burgos. Decision. I think he's just going to be, his power is going to be too much. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. God damn, this is a banger. Give me Marlon Vera. Give me decision. Uh, you know, Frankie's coming off of that vicious, you know, flying knee knockout to Corey Sanhagen. Let's call the whole fight. Alex Piera, uh, if you don't know who he is, um, he's the guy who beat Israel Adesanya in glory kickboxing twice. I don't think the first time was in glory kickboxing. Actually, the second fight, he got a decision, but he didn't win, he didn't win that fight. Adesanya got ripped off, robbery decision on that, that second fight. But Alex Pereira knocked Adesanya out the first time they fought in a kickboxing match. Um, so he's that dude. He's he's been fighting in uh, like uh, less like LFA or something like that. He's like three and one in 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 in, in uh, MMA. Crazy kickboxing, crazy kickboxing. Decent, you know. So from what I've seen, decent. He's he's Brazilian, motherfuckers. You know he's gonna know some ground. You know he's he's probably trained it his whole life, but he's just been doing kickboxing as a profession. He's fighting Andres Mikalidas. This dude comes out and throws bombs. This dude's crazy. This is gonna be a dope ass fucking fight. On, uh, Alex Pereira gets that TKO, though, in round two. Aloy Quinta versus Bobby Green. Bobby Keen Green's that motherfucker. I love this dude. This is another great fight. These are all bangers, homies. Give me Bobby Green decision. Phil Haas versus Chris Curtis. Phil Haas decision. Edmund Shabazian versus Nazardine Imavov. Im- Imavov, TKO, round three. Ian Gary versus Jordan Williams. Tough. Give me Ian Gary uh, decision. Early prelims. Jean Vellante versus Chris Barnett. You never seen this dude, Chris Barnett. He's wild. He's, he's built like the Michelin man. He looks like the fucking uh, stay puffed marshmallow man. This motherfucker looks like he looks like the fucking uh, uh, hamburger helper glove. Like if you blew into the hamburger helper glove, you know what I'm talking about. He looks like he's the human hamburger helper glove. Chris Barnett. Give me him. TKO round two over Gian Vellante. Alexa Kamer versus John Allen. Who gives a fuck? Give me John Allen. Decision. Um, Melsic. Oh, so we got TJ Laramie. Okay, so we got Melsic uh, Bogdasarian versus TJ Laramie. Um, uh, give me Bogdasarian. His toot house at the motherfucking moon. CJ Vergara versus Ode Osborne. Tough one to pick. Give me CJ Vergara making his debut against Ode Osborne. Quick little motherfucker. Uh, long hands, good striking, but uh, tough. Uh, you know, Vergara, they got him as the underdog. I'll take the underdog to open the night. Decision. There you have it. There you have it, motherfuckers. What do you want from me? Breakdowns of all breakdowns. Your, break, your favorite breakdowns, favorite breakdown. If I don't got it, you don't motherfucking want it. Now, the fuck we got going on, man? We got, I'm over here watching this um, Chargers games going back and forth. Um, what else do we got? Let's check some scores here. We, we doing this shit live, homies. Um, let's pull this shit up. We doing this shit live on a Sunday, Halloweening it. Um, I was trying to think. When's the last time I dressed up for Halloween? I can't remember. I remember one time I went as uh, Eminem in 8 Mile. That was probably in like 2007, 2008. I went out to, to PB, Pacific Beach, here in Dago Bitch, California. And uh, all I did was just put on like a, 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 a gray thermal with a, a, a dark gray uh, um, beanie. And then I got some like shoe polish or some shit and rubbed it underneath my eye. And I went as B-Rabbit. That's the last shit I can remember. Uh, so what do we got? Let's go through the scoreboard. Jaguars getting their asses eight. Heels overhead. Uh, family room in the mall. Fucking diaper changed the whole nine. 24-0 Seahawks. Seahawks needed that shit. They dog shit whack uh, this year. Washington losing to the Broncos. The who gives a shit bowl of the day. 
Washington with uh, three measly ass points, uh, you know, in the third quarter. Bucks Saints, I'm missing that shit. Oh, I'm gonna have to get that shit. I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna hop off here and get right up on that Saints Bucks game. I'm gonna have to stream that one. Uh, we got Saints up on the Bucks at halftime, 16 to seven. Panthers, you know, get uh, you know who who gives a fuck? Uh, bowl number two, 19-13 win over Falcons. Bills look like dog shit all day, but you know ended up beating the Dolphins. That that shit was boring. Niners beat the Bears. Steelers beat the Browns. Uh, and the Eagles beat the fucking Lions ass. These guys are going to go 1-16. Uh, oh, 0-17. Um, so they're going to beat their own motherfucking record. They're the only team to ever go 0-16, and, and they're going to go 0-17 to beat that shit on, like, a leap year football year. The one leap year football year where there's one fucking game more than all the others, they're going to lose them all. They're going to fuck around and lose them all. They're like 0-8, 0-7, 8 some shit like that. They don't, oh, we halfway there, oh, living on a prayer. Is that how it goes? You halfway there, Lions. You halfway there. And Flint still don't got drinking water. Bitch-ass Obama over there faking the funk, pretend, pretending to drink uh, Flint, Michigan water 10 fucking years ago. Selling, selling his fucking communities out. They still don't got it. You wonder why the Lions suck. Titans, Colts, Titans pulled off an OT over the Colts. Jets beat the fucking Bengals, and the Bengals ate the fucking Ravens' ass the week after the Ravens ate the uh, Chargers' ass. Fuck's going on there? Rams, who gives a fuck? Beat the Texans. And then we had uh, we had the Packers beating the Cardinals and fucking homie in the end zone at the end of that game, just like fucking. Smoking, smoking the blunt mentally before before the game was over, and that shit. Uh, if you saw the end of that Cardinals Packers game, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Sherbert Herbert, um, Rainbow Sherbert Chargers just got his ass laid out right here. We're looking 13-14. Uh, I guess they took a touchdown off the board for the for the Patriots, but we in a little barn burner here right now. Uh, Cowboys coming up. Everything I've seen right now is that Dak. If you saw that Patriots game a couple weeks ago, the very last play of the game in OT where he hit C.D. Lamb, he, he fucking hurt his calf muscle in the, in the repaired leg, which is never good. Never fucking good. Um, usually means like your, your fucking, your, uh, um, what is it called? The Achilles tendon. Your kill, your kill Bill tendon. Is about to go. That's what usually what that means. That's what happened to KD. That's what they were afraid with, uh, afraid of with AD last year when his calf was fucked up. Same shit happened to Zach Martin last year. You know, tore his calf muscle. Uh, luckily, it wasn't his his Achilles, but tore his calf muscle mu- muscle missed most of last year. So uh, you know, I, I'm all for sitting Dak. The good thing is, you know, getting that win against the, you know the Patriots, being up you know a few games already, two or three games. You know, a couple teams won that, so we're probably up like two games. You know, in the division, if we lose today, three games up if we win today. But, you know, so we can afford a, a week or two, you know. I, I say give them a couple weeks off. I, you know, this is why they should have. Yes, I'm going to say it. If you've been listening to the cast, you know all I've done is shit on the Toyota frontrunner Cam Newton uh, for, for this entire existence. He was all about the videos, being all up in the videos when they were winning and shit. And the shiny suits and shit. Wanted all the attention, wanted all the smoke, wanted to be taking the pictures on the sidelines and shit. As soon as he got his ass cracked in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, he didn't want to. He didn't want to talk no more. He took his ball and went the fuck home. And I've never let him live it down. But 
it made all the sense in the world that the Cowboys would go and get him in the offseason since he got let go by the Patriots because of this exact reason. The chances that Dak wasn't going to have some kind of related injury to coming back from his fucking leg, you know, his, his ankle sticking out his fucking leg was going to be slim to fucking none. And now we're rolling in there with, with, with Cooper Rush, who we cut last year from the motherfucking team, who the Eagles fucking cut after they picked him up. And now he's our, he's, he, we're going to fucking war with this guy. He's been on our team for like six years. He's fucking, he's whack. He's whack. So the Cowboys offense is going to be a shell of itself today. I mean, the defense is going to be out there. They're eventually going to get holed up. You, you know, Kirk Cousin can play. He can, he can put up numbers. If there's anything he can do is he can put up, you know, 34 points, 450 yards, and still lose. But when you don't have an offense that can go tit for tat with him, you know, some games, I mean, some games he just doesn't show the fuck up. You never know what you're going to get. He's the OSP, the Ovin St. Peru uh, uh, of, of the NFL. If you know what I'm talking about, you never know what the fuck OSP is going to show up. This motherfucker comes out, dead somebody, then the next time comes out and looks like a, a, a dog shit stepped in and gets fucking deaded, then comes out and gets deaded again, then comes back and dead somebody. It's crazy. But that's, that's, that, that's the same motherfucker, uh, um... Kurt Cousins, Kurt Primo, the same shit with him. You never know. He's gonna. He looks like a Hall of Famer one game, and then he looks like 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 fucking Jimmy Garoppolo the next game. You don't know what the fuck Jared Goff the next game. So uh, you know our, our defense is much better. They still give up a lot of yards. They still give up points, but the difference for them has been uh, what's been covering up those short sore spots. Is we had a couple good games like against the 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 Chargers, and we make we've been getting turn, turnovers. So that's been taking points off the board um, and, and limiting, you know, you know how, how long they're out on the, on the field. But I think today if they're not able to, you know, move the ball at all because you can't throw the fucking ball. I mean, all you have to do, it's easy if you're the Vikings tonight. You just have to stop Zeke and Pollard. Sell out on the run and make this dude Cooper Rush throw the ball. He can't throw the ball, I'm telling you. You remember last year when Dak went down? They put, they put uh, 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 Danny Bonaducci out there and, and, and fucking uh, Gilbert, Great, Gilbert Godfrey. Who the fuck did they put out there? Gilbert some shit. Herbert Gilbert. I don't even remember who the fuck they put out there. Um, and then uh, Cooper Rush. And they're all dog shit. Now we got Cooper Rush back instead of going out there and, and, and getting. Uh, I'd take I'd take Cam Newton off the street yesterday and put him in today over Cooper Rush. I really would, because at least you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking heavy run attack that shit. We're gonna run with uh, Cam Newton. We're gonna run with Zeke, and, and we're gonna run. Uh, we're gonna fucking do some shit. Fuck it. Um, but I'm not expecting much tonight. That's okay. And I, you know what? I'd sit him next week. I'd sit Dak next week. We got to do it. You know, you don't want to lose him for the whole year, man. If we lose him for a couple games, worst case scenario, we lose him for, we go five and four, and we have to pick up where we left off with Dak, then fuck it. That's what you got to do. The division's dog shit. We got to hope that, you know, uh, the Eagles and, 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 you know, the Giants lose a couple, and then we'll be all right. Redskins, too. Looks like they might lose one today, so we'll be good. I think the Giants are playing KC tomorrow, and I'll tell you what. Or next week, I think they are. Um, I'll tell you what. Or is that is that the Monday night game? Yeah, that's the Monday night game. Oh, I didn't even pick that game. So let's put this one on wax. I think the Giants beat the fucking Chiefs next week. Or tomorrow. Put it on wax. Put that motherfucking shit on wax. Get out the Yankee candles. Uh, pumpkin spice scented Yankee candles. And put it on motherfucking wax. Giants are going to beat the Chiefs tomorrow. Because the Chiefs defense is dog shit fucking awful. And... The Giants are going to fuck around and win the game. That's what I'll say. Um, 
So that's where we're at. We're pre-gaming right now. We got about a hour, uh, you know, about two hours to kick off. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. You know, I'm gonna get some drink. I'm gonna, you know, smoke some fucking bowls. It's Halloween. I'm gonna eat some fucking candy. I'm locking my gate though, homies. I ain't giving nobody shit. You ain't coming to my fucking door. Listen, kids don't fucking trick or treat anymore, anyways. Back in the day, that shit was. That shit was the greatest fucking day of the year for kids. For us, I mean, I was I was trick or treating until I was in high school, and I'm fucking I'm not bullshitting you. We just wear masks. We did one year steal some candy, steal steal bags, bag jacking, you know, and shit, um, dickhead shit. Um, but for years, you know, you just wear a big ass costume and try to change your voice, and then you'd be like, "How old are you, young man?" Twelve. You sound like you're eighteen. I had my driver's license. I was still trick or treating. I ain't fucking with you. I had a driver's license, and a homie was still trick or treating. I mean, in the neighborhoods we'd go to around here, once again, Poway, California. A lot of, lot of rich white people. There's two sections of it. It's like Eight Mile Road. Well, actually, Eight Mile is just one section. But, uh, you know, there's the, the, the lesser, you know, not, I wouldn't say poor, but the lower middle class where I came up, came up from, the, you know, the south side of the tracks. And then there's, the, you know, the real rich area where, you know, all the, all the Chargers, all the, all the Padres, you know, Tony Gwynn lived back there. I th- uh, you know, uh, Philip Rivers lived back here in Poway uh, in the rich-ass estates and stuff like that in their nice houses and shit. And now north side of, the, uh, uh, of Poway, uh, you get the nice fucking, you, I mean, you'd roll over there into the fucking nice neighborhoods and fucking it would just be mobs of kids. Mobs of kids in the streets, homies. And we're talking about what? When, when was I? So probably late 90s. Late 90s. That was probably the last time. Damn, it's probably been a long time since the, you know, trick-or-treating was off and popping like that. Over 20 years probably since, you know, in its prime. The youngsters are going right now. The old lady was taking them over to, they they were technically in a trick-or-treat, but I don't think they really trick-or-treat anymore. They were just going to go to a couple houses down the street, but fuck all that, man. I mean, this shit ain't even, I don't even know if shit's safe for kids to be cruising around in the streets anymore, man. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know, man. I was mad nervous. Um, but I gotta stay here for the cowboy game. I ain't trying to go hit up the in laws. I, I I I'm good on that bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm good on that bullshit. We, we, we I don't need to hear that bullshit. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Um well fuck it. I'm out of here. My, I'm losing my motherfucking voice. I giving you everything I got, homies. I laid it out on the motherfucking line. Um every fucking episode. I'll be back. I'll be back when you see me, homies. I'm a, you know, every week I say I'm going to try to get on more regularly. I get on when I can. I get in where I fit in. And that's almost anywhere. Now nah, I mean, now nah, I mean. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 143. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. And I'm out, motherfuckers. Now I lay you down to sleep Fuck your soul, I take your heart, the song's your only beat I'm going deeper than the echo from the pussy You've become used to one And only chance to get back in my life, it ends tonight My pen will write the wrongs as long as I don't spend the night Just reminded, rush to hide my number two We tend to fight at times whenever I bend the slide of hand To break some sights, this place is night and day 
all at once, don't bother stunt See all I want is just the time we never spent this gaining interest Taking inches from a foot we never had to stand on Not a chance to jump off, must just be the sum of All fears that added up, flashback that night had enough Fast track jack night crash and strut, up where what's more hit the dashboard As for now let's fast forward, back to where we once were Once stood, some nerves, have no feeling, don't go burn them bridges This is how we find our way back home, cast a stone That's that ass, now throw it back, crush your glass, I'm showing tracks Hide the scars, might be hard, my heart is sleeveless Start the grieving process, all this lasts Visits once a month, the fuck is up, the flowers bloom But once a year, the hour looms as much as clear You lock the door, you walked up out of key Don't fit, you need to spare, please don't sit You'll see a pair, tuck and stash Now you need the fuck you back. move to this Stand up and groove a bit, now hands up and lose That bitch, now that sounds like round my way Found my lane, now I'm bound to drown the way Shout my name, cry so loud, it's bound to sway Never thought I'd see you, now I see you clearly Now I'm looking at you, don't you look away now Don't you say my name out, that I passed the same route That you took and ran out, that you took and ran out Settings change, pictures fall, tables turn, the wick is all that's left to burn The bags are packed, no clothes or theft, your plans are that you're never coming back I never stomached that much of the fucking shit you fed me What you say, we hang it up, ten foot rope just ain't enough Let's take shots, no aim it up, won't pull back, this thing is stuck Get toss it with your name If I lost it, be the same As if I brushed my shoulders off Like a true hope Even you know motions fall down by the waist I guess we're all out of the daylight Won't you say hi to your fate? I'll introduce you, might seduce you You two could go so far I won't lie, make no mistake If I die before I wake I dare to dream just the same Just to say that I can fly away from here I've been to hell and saw you there In mid-December all alone I just remember Packed your bags and left your coat Best you know the road that you came riding in Is frozen over, no way out Almost sober, don't don't go now, you never make it. Never thought I'd see you. Now I see you clearly. Now I'm looking at you. Don't you look away now? Don't you say my name out? Now I pass the same round that you took and ran out. That you took and ran out. So now you rock, you got and you move to this. Stand up and groove a bit. Now hands up and lose that bitch. Now that sounds like round my way. Found my lane. Now I'm bound to drown the way. Shout my name. Cry so loud, it's bound to swing. Try to race my train of thought my train the cross from chain of thoughts Break and stall, eyes wide shut Try my luck to now I'm driving Riding on a search for words that might describe you Swerve and turn, pulled up right beside you Tried to look you out of eye I'm on Stilton looking past you Act you, trapped you, fastened down Nice two straps you, passing out Flash was loud, the sounds were right Imagine how I found tonight But lost today, the song was safe I rode the beat and blew her back out Hit the snares, we're moving fast Now wet and bare and couldn't last How do we move on? Hard to stay Thoughts escape, disguises, memories Forever we will separate Leaving veins and stain the floor Which takes me more time to wipe the slate clean These rhymes are right, I paint scenes And you ain't in them Well now you say we have to move to this Stand up and groove a bit Now hands up and lose that bitch Now that sounds like round my way Found my lane Now I'm bound to drown the way Shout my name Cry so loud it's bound to swing Never thought I'd see you Now I see you clearly Now I'm looking at you Don't you look away now Don't you say my name out Now that I passed the same route That you took and ran out that you took it right out. So now you rock, you got and you move to this. Stand up and groove a bit. Now hands up and lose that bitch. Now that sounds like round my way. Found my lane. Now I'm bound to drown the way. Shout my name. Cry so loud, it's bound to swing. It's bound to swing. It's bound to swing. It's bound to swing.